What's up, friends? This is a listening party for my album, um, eight-song album that I put out last year uh, that I called Wider. So it's just a collection of songs that I've been putting together for a couple years. And, um, you know, I tried to put it into a Substack post, and a lot of people are having problems, like, getting it to play. So I thought I would do something new in this this podcast uh, function, with this podcast function in Substack. And we're just going to talk a little bit about some of these songs. So this first song, uh, I actually wrote the lyrics for a long time ago in the 1990s when I was in college. And uh, Welcome was the name of it. And really, it's just kind of like a, uh, I was big into the mind revolution back then, like what I called the mind revolution, which was essentially just like waking up to your higher self and realizing there's a ton of work to be done. Uh, it's, a, it's kind of a self-anthem. So here's Welcome. I saw a diplomat sitting on a white tail horse Swaying as he spit in the wind I felt a little strange as I blew off course Dropping dead weight again The wise man says to the ignorant fool Seek out what you don't understand When everything dirty feels perfect and new Then welcome to the mind revolution my friend Welcome to the end again Welcome to the mind revolution my friend Welcome to the end again The front porch door blew away last night All our kisses nicked away by the wind Stayed straight on the captain's course We're sailing into hell again The poor man says to the affluent fool Give up what you'll never command When your mind and heart are aligned with your time Then welcome to the mind revolution, my friend Welcome to the end again Welcome to the mind revolution, my friend Welcome to the end again This next song is called The Best of 93, and I wrote the first couple of lines in my little song notebook. The lyrics just kind of came to me one day of, you know, the old guard, they ain't ready for the new, bonging beers on the roof and smoking blunts by the pool. And right from there, that was like 1993 for me. That was our, you know, wild days of moving from being in high school to being in college. And, um, you know, eventually I ran, rushed a fraternity and did the college thing. I did the college thing a little too hard, actually. So this was me trying to recall back to, like, the best of those times. And even though those times nearly killed me in a couple places, I made it through them. And looking back on that, I kind of started, it, it turned into a song that called out a bunch of bullshit. Like, um, I don't know about y'all, but my... You know, my marriage and raising children, it's a miracle that I was able to do that coming out of the 1990s because the way I went into the 1990s was very different from the way that I came out of the 1990s. And that's essentially what this song is about. 
show on some channel and they were talking about this place Fernas, which is like an island off of the azores it's a one of the azore islands uh you know somewhere over basically it's like a island chain that runs off of uh spain i think it is i'm sorry y'all i'm just terrible with geography and i really should educate myself better uh and i plan to do that uh however this place was beautiful it was basically a garden of eden and so, you know, my, I actually thought about it several times. I ended up watching that show again. It was so fascinating to me, um, you know, the people who lived here and, and what they did. And something in my brain came up with this story of what if two visitors came to this place and actually, like, walked through a, a spiritual curtain where they just evaporated. People thought they died, but they were spirits inside of this garden, and they haunted the people in a good way who came there that they, they fed off of their joy and their transcendence at being in such beautiful nature uh and then could those spirits live forever could they haunt you know that that place forever uh and and essentially like melt the frozen hearts of those people who came there to give them inspiration i don't know i found it a pretty cool story uh cool enough to write a song about so here it is Out past 
This next song is called Bedtime for Lovers, spelled L-A-W-V-E-R-S, like lovers. Uh, I don't know. I think I thought that was cute at the time. I find it a little bit annoying now, but it's stuck. So this is a love song. It's a love song, and it's a tragedy about the two kids who grew up next door to each other. They had a ton in common. Um, you know, they get into some mischief and ultimately get married fall in love and then he goes off to war and wrecks everything um so it's an old story uh it's a good story i think and um, i really like the way that this song turned out i think it's got a lot of energy in it and i like the the vocal that came out of it um i think i got this in one take actually so um this is a love story that's also a tragedy bedtime for lovers
this next one is pretty fun. The concept of a dude going to a party and getting so stoned that he talks a bunch of shit and then passes out. Um, you never wanted to be that guy. I think I probably was that guy at one or two points in my life. Um, so this is certainly me making fun of myself, but I had friends that were like this and I love them all. I cherish those memories, but it is absurd and I would never ever want to be that person today and or have my children be this person today, the philosopher stoner. And um, there's some really funny stuff happening in this. This is a pretty wild ride from a writing perspective. In fact, there's, that, there's one point at which I say beliefs are something we can cling on, like C-L-I-N-G, Klingon, and in my head as I was writing it, I heard Klingon, like Star Trek, and so I immediately went to Captain Kirk, which led me to Papa Smurf, which led me to uh, write the ridiculous phrase, we never saw your tampons, and I don't, I still don't know what that means, I mean, I've, I've, you could probably read a whole bunch of stuff into that st statement, but it doesn't, it just sounds silly, and uh, I like the way it sounded, and I do think it came out pretty well, and this idea of, of a guy who is passed out, but still is cool, um, was intriguing to me, so here's the philosopher Stoner. a song about a stoner dude that I once knew Maybe he was me And maybe he was you He went to a party where he just didn't belong And with a bunch of anxiety he hit the bomb Brother, watch your own stone Keep the lighter right by the bar Do this, my friend, and you will never go wrong The philosopher's curse Hurts worse than what's first When the lady in the river comes up to the water's edge And you're on that ledge And words do break bones Then the fish eats stones Intersections of conception But everyone is still alone Your pain is our amusement your hesitation is confusing Have you ever felt the bee sting way, way down in your heart? We're coming apart But that's okay It's what comes back that matters Even dressed in tatters Regrets are an illusion, something we can cling on. Captain Kirk and Papa Smurf. We never saw your tampon. Come and get your rampon. 
We're going hiking in the canyon Going down to the water Gonna see what my daddy saw Gonna bust my head wide open And words do break bones Then the fish eat Intersections of conception, but everyone is still alone. Your pain is our amusement. Your hesitation is confusing. Have you ever felt a bee sting way, way down in your Coughing. No man, I'm just coughing from the bone. I'm so goddamn stoned. I need to lay down a while. Still, I got This next song is called Lunatics and Candlesticks. Um, the idea came to me just as kind of like a start of a short story. You know, Buddy got rich off the blockchain pilfering NFTs. I feel like that sentence or that phrase came out whole. And I was like, okay, I got a character. Like, that's interesting. Buddy is this guy. He got rich off pilfering NFTs on the blockchain. I think that's, it was like a timely um, you know, situation, and then I'm like, okay, well, where, where do I go with this guy? And it turns out he became a dude who was um, da- damaged by his mother. You know, I don't know what she did, but you know, they sometimes mothers can whisper the wrong kinds of things in their children's ear. I am lucky that I've had a wonderful mother and many wonderful women in my life that have guided me in the right directions. But some people have not been so lucky, and. Um, you know, I tried to look at this character with some empathy. Um, there's some stuff in there around a transgender husband. I don't know. Maybe I was just trying to reach for uh, something relevant to to pin on him nowadays. Something that would get people's um, attention in a hopefully positive way. You know, not offensive. But the, this idea of running your mouth in a crowd and getting the shit knocked out of you with a crowbar. You know, that's... Uh, that's a reality when you start screaming shit publicly. I have, I have a buddy who, who says, listen, don't say stupid shit to crazy people. And like, <laughs> it's some good advice. Like, don't say stupid shit to crazy people. Leave crazy people alone. And certainly don't go running your mouth off in a crowd. Um, and so there's a situation in this. And then, you know, there's a little bit of that old Rod Stewart song, The Killing of Georgie, parts one and two, where it's a tragedy. You know, this person was attacked maybe because of who they are and who they love, and that is a, a, a deep tragedy. So anyway, here is Lunatics and Candlesticks.
But he got rich off the blockchain, pilfering NFTs. His mama used to love to fuck with his brain, the roots are rotted in his tree. But buddy doesn't mind if he wastes your time when you do the crime, it's free. And if six turns out to be nine, we'll have a hot time in this long ass line. If six turns out to be nine, we'll have a hot time in this line. Buddy fell in love on a Wednesday with the boy who used to be a girl. He really didn't care as long as he was there, they felt protected from the world. He didn't see the crowbar coming when they attacked him in that crowd. He turned around and started running, he left his partner and his vows. But Buddy's mom would have understood about running your mouth in crowds. And if nine was really six, then the lunatics have got all the candlesticks. And if nine is really six, then the lunatics have got the fix. I really like the melody of, of that song quite a bit. I like the rhythm that those words have with one another. I mean, I, I think that even you could slow it down and just, you know, but he got rich off the blockchain, pilfering NFTs. Like you could put that to a nice blues beat. Um, you could put it to a slow moving like techno ethereal beat. Uh, I feel like that, that could be used in a lot of different places. Um, the next song is uh, pretty noisy. Uh, it's called The Middle, and the impetus for this song is um, a friendship I've recently had that's been severed, at least temporarily. Um, you know, we just kind of grew apart, hit a flashpoint, and, um, you know, and I'm not the only one. These last seven years have been very brutal um, for family members and friends that are trying to come together in the middle somewhere. And so this idea of you know, you set fire to the edges and I ran to the middle. You spoke a simple sentence and it sounded like a riddle. I really liked that imagery and I felt that I could explore uh, this situation where, you know, friends and family have now parted ways and I, it's my deep hope that we could come back together.
last song on the release that I put out earlier this year for Wider uh, is a weird, weird song. So this is a Twin Peaks song. This was inspired by a character in Twin Peaks, but only after I had met the actor who played the character. So George Griffith is uh, an incredible actor, but first he's an incredible artist. He, he thinks like an artist. He sees cinema through the lens of art that it deserves before he ever becomes an active part of the craft, if that makes sense. So there's something about the way he approaches and the way he receives people. Um, you know, we we didn't talk a lot. I listened to what he had to say and it was very soft-spoken and wise. And uh, I always left his presence wanting to hear more from him. And so I started to look at his character a lot differently. And the truth is in Twin Peaks The Return, he has one of the only heroic characters in the whole show. And in fact, I argue in my book that if it wasn't for what his character does, there is no story to be told in Twin Peaks The Return. So it's really important. And I started to jam together a pretty interesting beat that lasts over eight minutes. So it's essentially the same beat over eight minutes and so if you're not saying something compelling with the lyrics throughout that time you're going to get real redundant and boring fast i don't think the song isn't boring for me i, I listen to it quite a bit and uh, i like the journey it goes on i kind of jammed a lot of old uh, lyrics together in a really interesting way like a juxtaposition way that uh, i do think there's a thread that goes through here and this idea of the ripple in the sky so if you watch twin peaks to return you know those are portals into another world a darker world that just appear in the sky and characters go there to, to uh, speak with higher beings uh, and sometimes lower beings so anyway this is ripple in the sky for ray and it's uh it was written for george griffith
All right, y'all. That brings us to a close of this listening party. Um, I have some other stuff at some point. I may come back and do another short listening party. I like the idea of canonizing this in a podcast. Um, that's on my sub stack. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. And please give me feedback in the comments. Uh, hopefully positive. If it's negative, you know, I think I can take it. But, like, why waste your time? Um, I do appreciate you. Peace.